ഹലോ എല്ലാവർക്കും നമസ്കാരം വെൽക്കം ടു ദ ഷോ ഇന്നത്തെ നമ്മുടെ എപ്പിസോഡിൽ ഗെസ്റ്റായിട്ടുള്ളത് എലിസബത്ത് കീറ്റണാണ് ഒരുപക്ഷെ മലയാളികൾക്ക് എലിക്കുട്ടി എന്നുള്ള പേരായിരിക്കും കൂടുതൽ പരിചയം കഴിഞ്ഞ മൂന്ന് വർഷമായിട്ട് ഇൻസ്റ്റാഗ്രാമും യൂട്യൂബിലൂടെയും മലയാളം പഠിച്ചും പഠിപ്പിച്ചും എലിക്കുട്ടി നമ്മുടെ എല്ലാ മനസ്സുകളിൽ ഒരു ഇടം നേടി സോ ഐ റിയലി ഹോപ്പ് യു ഗൈസ് എൻജോയ് ദിസ് എപ്പിസോഡ് താങ്ക് യു സോ മച്ച് ഫോർ വാച്ചിങ് ുട്ടി നമസ്കാരം സുഖമാണ് എന്തൊക്കെയുണ്ട് വിശേഷം ഇപ്പൊ അതെ അഞ്ച് അഞ്ചു വർഷമായി ഞാൻ ദുബായിൽ താമസിച്ചു പക്ഷെ സെപ്റ്റംബർ ഞാൻ ഹനോയിലേക്ക് വന്നു സോ ട്വന്റി ട്വന്റി ദുബായിൽ അർജുനെ ഞാൻ കണ്ടുമുട്ടി ഓക്കെ അവരുടെ ഭർത്താവ് തൃശ്ശുകാരനാണ് മലയാളി ഫ്രണ്ട്സ് ബിഫോർ അർജുൻ കണ്ട് മുട്ടിയപ്പോൾ ഞാനൊരു ഇംഗ്ലീഷ് ടീച്ചറാണ് എനിക്ക് ഭാഷക്ക് ഭയങ്കര ഇഷ്ടമാണ് So when I met him I was like oh I want to learn this language this is interesting and then yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and here we are right now Malayalam you know for anyone who is a non native speaker or a difficult type or a language anale appo something that i read is that uh, when you started learning oru vaadu content onnu illayirunnu for you to kind of uh, look at and learn i think probably a lot of uh, reasons are that uh, maybe you know no one from outside is actually coming and learning the language right but was that uh, one of the main reasons why you started you know teaching malayalam as you went on uh, learning yourself so actually you know dubai or skype ban undayirunnu so adukonde ende malayalathinte lessons nirth so like i couldn't have my online uh, skype lessons anymore so i'm going to you know i started doing some self study some research finding pdfs and yeah just uh, you know instagram il uru series uh, studygram and arne so like there are people who do studygrams where they make these infographics where they're making their notes so you know uru divasam nyan arjunode parney and like enikku highlighters and pens and vera so then i started making the notebook like this and uh, yeah so that's how eloquently started it was just me making notes and trying to get feedback from other malayalis or other people trying to learn malayalam um you know a facebook il oru group undayirunu learning malayalam pakshe bhayangara inactive aayirunu like bore aayi pakshe enakku oru friend undaki i have one american friend emma that i met from that but that was it like there was there was there was no active participation going on sometimes someone would say like 
എങ്ങനെ യുനോ ഐ എം ഗോയിങ് ടു ഈ പറയും ലൈക് അങ്ങനെയാണ് ബട്ട് ദർ വാസ് നോ സ്ട്രക്ചർ സോ ഐ കൈൻ ഹാ ജസ്റ്റ് സ്റ്റാർട്ട് ഓൺ മൈ ഓൺ എൻ ഒരു ലൈക് ഒരു വർഷം ആഫ്റ്റർ ഒരു വർഷം കഴിഞ്ഞത്ത് ഒരു ന്യൂസ് പേപ്പർ എന്റെ ഇൻസ്റ്റഗ്രാമെ കുറിച്ച് മൈ ഇൻസ്റ്റഗ്രാം ഇൻ ദ ന്യൂസ് പേപ്പർ ഇൻ ദുബായ് ഹൗസ്ഫേപ്പർസ്ഫേപ്പേഴ്സ് in one month i went from 1000 followers to 11000 followers and it was just like oh man and so but the biggest surprise for me was i thought that most of the people that would be learning from me would be people like me who are in a relationship or have mm. friends that are but they're like foreigners because kore kore alugal malayali zane but they're living in different parts of india they're living in different parts of the world and they're like i never had a chance to really learn malayalam properly and finally you know from your perspective as a english speaker it's easier for me to understand how to mm. study malayalam so that 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 was really shocking and really motivating and then now with the continued growth of my page like i always feel like i need to adapt you know and make sure that the things that i do have kind of like a fully informative um perspective on kerala culture because now when you type in learn malayalam you see some white girl pop up and it's like <laughs> you know like i don't want to i don't want to like hijack you know the culture like that so that's why on my page um if you look i try to feature you know like right now i'm doing a great collaboration with rajwal xavier he's an excellent malayalam calligraphy artist he does mm-hmm. workshops in kerala um uh, before i worked with food blogger anjana for um different um kerala ingredients and kerala food stuffs um and then i've talked to other malayalis whether they're in kerala or outside of kerala for example i talked with bobby seagull he's a mm. bbc yeah he's sure and even though he grew up outside of kerala it was really neat to talk that perspective because you know so my my goal is not only you know the roots of helping learn malayalam but also look at the different perspectives of what does it mean to be malayali you know a malayali isn't just someone who you know lives in kerala eats porota and beef and banana chips manichitara every weekend you know <laughs> like, yeah. like a lot of people said that is like the malu standard and it's like there's more than only to be malayali right and when people come on my page and i know they're trying to support me but they say things like oh you're more malayali than you know this person or like oh you're you're so da 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 i feel like oh like <laughs> what does it mean to be malayali so i try to have a variety of um, perspectives and experiences on on the page and even though yes it is me teaching like i don't want it to be all about me i want it to be about the language and everything that comes with it so that's been a really interesting line to walk in the last year or two ipo ipo 3 varsha alle thodangitte innale njan oru post i saw one of your post talking about how difficult was it when you started and pinne that you know nammulu kaanunnathu is only the good stuff on instagram there's a lot of difficulty because ipo ende case edukkanalum njan പഠിച്ചു വളർന്നത് ബഹറിനില സോ ബഹറിനില് ലൈക്ക് മലയാളം നമുക്ക് 
ഓബിയസ്ലി എല്ലായിടത്തും മലയാളികളുണ്ട് യു ടോക്ക് ടു യു നോ മലയാളീസ് യുവർ ഫ്രണ്ട്സ് എവറി വൺസ് എ മലയാളി മോസ്റ്റ് ഓഫ് ദ പീപ്പിൾ യു നോ പക്ഷേ ദ പ്രോബ്ലം ദർ ഇസ് ദാറ്റ് ഇപ്പം നമ്മൾ സ്കൂളിൽ യു നോ യു ഡോൺ ഹാവ് എ ഫോമൽ എഡ്യൂക്കേഷൻ വെയർ യു ആർ ആക്ച്വലി ലേണിംഗ് മലയാളം അപ്പോൾ ബിക്കോസ് ഓഫ് ദാറ്റ് and as kids you don't really take it seriously right you don't take your mother tongue seriously to sit down every day apart from school to come and sit down and learn malayalam appo what you're doing is definitely you know it brings a lot of value to all of the people including me uh, you know for us to know and namak idinte difficulty etam kodulu manasilavunnathu is when you actually talk about the verbs the adjectives you know you bring in all those uh, stuff in it and we don't even think about it but in the case lanelum i was so shocked it was so difficult to kind of wrap my head around itram karyangal undu for someone like you to figure things out it must be so you know mind boggling and obviously arjun undu to help you out and all that but it's so i mean hats off to you it's it's something that's a very difficult feat and nerthe i saw one of your videos where you talked about uh, english logic um malayalam logic random you know it's very different so if it's a b c it's b a c it's very difficult for you to pick that up pinne where is something that i found really difficult uh, from your perspective is probably the dialects ipo kolikod side le oru you know reethi irikum samsarikkunna thrissur vera irikum appo aa dialects pick up cheyanayittu and that you know what is the easiest thing to do in order to figure things out so for dialects i think it's just immersion you know like you have to spend time with people who speak this like this dialect or you have to be around or or watch a lot of films you know a lot of the older films have a lot of these dialectical uh, characters right and so it's it's really interesting But yeah, like Arjun speaks with the Arnakulam uh, accent. And for me, I'm studying textbook Malayalam. So when I speak Malayalam, everyone's like, oh, you're so cute because you're speaking this like Kunyi Malayalam. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, in 2018, I had a very good time in Kastragodan and Trivandrum Lake. So I had a solo trip in Kastragodan. kore alugal ende drivers um ende hosts um you know kore alugal correct english ariana mairena yes and so samsari can i parayavarnu ya adkonde kore malayalam practice kitti and enakku ormai unda trishuil enakku oru driver unda another parent parinapol um standard malayalam um parayam pakshe or phone call kittumbol or endutha yeah i'm like oh that's the accent you know <laughs> yeah so it, it was really interesting to be exposed you know and to all of these different things and yeah like or conversation i'm going to you know enikka manasalavum you know um it uh, 80% like i can understand a lot but she would malayalam cinema especially like in the 90s you know they have mm. all these really strong you know it's it can be very difficult to follow um everything because it's happening so fast you know now the speed and uh, you know there's always this joke that people make about like the malayali uh the the chetas that are working at the shop and they're saying the specials for today and it sounds like m&m rapping you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Actually, uh, what an interesting point. Uh, uh, subtitles, uh, subtitles on Engel. Mm-hmm. I can tell when there is a difference in what is in the subtitles and what's being said. Because sometimes I'll be like, 
that's not what they said. Or these mm. subtitles are really, you know. <laughs> so it's it's like you, so I'll I'll ask Arjun. I'm like, are the Parinila? They said this, and he's like, yeah, you're right that they did. Like, there's this movie, a Mohana movie, Vanatrasta, mm. right? And the movie has very poetic Malayalam, like the way they speak, the whole thing, because it's you know based on a Kathakali artist and you know all this philosophy of acting and characters and 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 literature and. And the subtitles are very basic. And mm. Arjun was just like, you are missing like two thirds of the movie by not like really understanding what, what the poetic Malayalam they're using. So there's that kind of gap in understanding. So I just have to keep listening and keep practicing. The consistency maintains in the moon or shed, I think almost every day you probably set a uh, you know specific time to do this because if instagram edutu nokia thanne you can see the number of posts that you are posting on a regular basis about in spite of if you have a regular job you're doing all these things uh, in life as such you know life gets in the way most of the time about engena any consistency maintain cheythu povunna than not losing hope uh, when you know things are difficult so you know எனக்கு ஒரு பிரேக் வேணாம் எனக்குறேன் And one thing as a content creator, no matter what your content is, you want to make sure that even though you're going with the new trends or you're going with the new features, that you're staying with your main idea. And sometimes that means watching other people skyrocket, like in the regards to engagement and followers and stuff. And, you know, you sit back and you're like, okay, that's fine for them. But for me, like, I need to stick to what is important to me. So a lot of times... Um, I find myself coming back and being like, okay, am, is what I'm doing actually helping the Malayalam learning community? Is it helping the Malayali community? Is it really relevant to what we do? Um, and is it, is it what Elikuti is? And so, you know, there's a lot of that always negotiating, like, you know, instead of trying to just follow the trends or trying to, you know, ride the wave. Because as a white person participating in, in Indian space, it's very easy to make stuff that, can go viral or get a lot of engagement and things and I don't want to abuse that. I want to make sure that I'm actually putting out quality things, things that are useful, things that are helpful and are a positive representation or a more complete representation of of the community I'm working with, you know. So um it is a it is always like this checks and balance thing. And as for consistency, yeah, like for my series um what I do is for example with Broadwell, I reached out to him 2 months ago about the collaboration and I made a calendar and I made folders. We have like a Google Drive that we share and we just touch base with one another and you know, we get everything ready and then I have it scheduled and we follow it like that. So, you know, doing social media has actually taught me a lot about project management, which mm. I didn't expect. Um, because when I first started, it was just a notebook and a pen and me posting stuff, you know, and suddenly I had to learn how to use Canva and I had to learn how to use Adobe Premiere. I had to learn, you know, project management, networking, you know, these kinds of things. So, it's it's <laughs> it's been really crazy you know it's it's definitely it's it's definitely a good experience but it it is very draining at times but sometimes 
after a long day at work, it actually feels good to come home and work on a video or, or you know, engage with people through social media because it's a fun thing. And I think that because I don't make money off of this, it's easy to kind of have like a relaxed attitude about it. This is not my source of income. This is not, you know, something that I have to rely on for my livelihood. So I can take breaks when I need to. I can step back when I need to. And actually, um, after this month, I'm going to probably be scaling back a bit because I am going to be working on a book because I was pub- uh, contacted by a publisher and I'm already six months behind. <laughs> <laughs> behind me. He's messaging me the other day. He's like, do you have any updates? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I yeah, get that together. So, you know, there's an ebb and flow. Um, but, you know, with social media, it really is easy to get caught up. You know, like sometimes, like I have a monitor on my phone about how much time I spend online. And, you know, sometimes they'll be like, you've spent six hours on the internet today. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So like it it has, it's, yeah, it it can be really challenging and and sometimes it's better to step back, kind of reassess. Yeah. Pina, I think, you know, social media, you have actually done a TED talk, uh, you know, even though we talk about the negatives about social media, uh, you know, when I started doing this, I'm always constantly checking, like, followers, you know, I'm checking and like you said, that's mentally draining. And then you have to kind of put a check and say that, no, I'm not going to use social media, uh, you know, or a particular time and you see and that's actually that actually makes a huge difference you know in your mental capacity in your mental space uh, you had actually done a talk on ted talking about how social media will save us right uh, and even though most people ipoltheoru outlook most of the time is that social media is bad for you ipo uh, documentaries like social dilemma ka eduthu nokki kanya a lot of it, you know, bashes social media. But at the same, ta- same time, if you really know how to use social media, it's obviously something that's bringing a lot of people together. And something that I was so shocked to hear on your TED Talk was that uh, 22 languages per year actually die, right? About, you were talking about how we can use social media to bridge this gap. Uh, do you think that uh, if a... Languages uh, you know, that are very outdated or not outdated rather, that's probably the wrong word. But uh, that a lot of people, it's dying basically. But you're talking about Vietnam, uh, some of the mountain tribe languages that are dying. But can you explain uh, to the audience or even to me, how is that actually, how is social media actually going to help us uh, make sure that the language doesn't die? So I can give you some concrete examples. There are um, some projects online. One of them is called 7,000 Languages. Another one is called Wikitongues. And there's several others. And um, because either social media will be used by the user itself, you know, if you have someone who speaks that language as a part of this group, you know, and they have access to the internet and they can use these devices, they can document it for themselves. And then you have these organizations that have people on the ground collecting samples and and data and and getting interviews and, and these kinds of things. Because traditionally, when we learn history, when we learn language, when we learn this, we have to rely on mainstream sources of information, the news, textbooks, the governmental education systems. And as we know, those are all very flawed and have a lot of middlemen and have a lot of, you know, barriers for people from minority or underrepresented groups. 
And so now social media has, like, it's literally in our hands. Like, if I want to document something, I can go. Like, a very small example of this would be the dialect series that I did two years back, where I just had people submit themselves talking in their accent. And um, so, you know, even though, for example, Gory Code has probably a dozen accents within itself, I was able to get one sample of, of Gory Code and then one sample of, you know, Kazarogod and like this kind of thing. and we can do this on a grand scale. We can we can go and find these smaller communities with endangered languages and, and capture them, you know, record them and um, have them there. Also, because of the pandemic, there's been a rise in uh, online courses, and this has actually empowered a lot of groups. For example, in Alaska, my uh, uncle married a, a native Alaskan woman, and so my cousins are part uh, Alaskan, so they're Alaskan native. And they've been able to learn from their community through different workshops online and interacting with elders through the internet and this kind of a thing. And there are more of these uh, indigenous language programs being set up across Canada and in North America in general. And so it's it's really great to see that these are native created organizations teaching other natives the native language you know so it's it's very much like by the people for the people of that community and these are the things that we can do we can document it once it's on the internet you know you can archive it you can you can have it on youtube you can save it it's it's there and um it's not disputable, you know, you, when you print something in a, in a newspaper or you print something in a textbook, you know, we have to say, like, what's the source? Where is this coming from? Who okayed this? But, you know, when you have it coming from the person itself, from the community itself, like, there's very little room for error in that aspect. I think that, you know, social media has that power to, you know, make it more direct. There's less people to go through. There's less organizations. There's less of this watering down, whitewashing of things, and we get it directly from the source. Yeah, I think that yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And social media, obviously, because you post this online, it's like it's going to be available forever, even after all of us are gone. You know, this is going to be there for people to look at and see what the world was like. How you know we have helped. Uh, keep the language alive and where uh, uh, that I found really interesting is that uh, the way you uh, teach the language I really love the visualizations that you do right you draw pictures and other is that a technique that uh, you learned because you are a language teacher yourself or is that something you uh, figured out yourself that you know this is a very good way to visualize something and if you have a visualize what was that so english teacher so kore qualifications so training kore strategies so um, this technique is very common, actually, for drawing um, the mouth and the teeth and the tongue to show where different sounds are made. Because, for example, in Dubai, the students are in Dubai. In Dubai, there is no so sometimes um uh, chilapo in the students are um barti in the parayam so angane um or tissue kitti pinne ba 
tissue, the tissue doesn't move. Takže p, the tissue moves. Mm. So e strategy shows the difference between ba and pa. Even though the mouth is the same, the air is different. So we learn all these kinds of strategies for English language teaching, and a lot of them are transferable to other languages, obviously. So or strategy ubayogikim klasil. Um, if a student can teach another student the concept that they just learned, that means that they actually know it. Mm. So for me, if I'm making a resource in Malayalam, it's helping me remember. Um, especially when you're editing a video, you're hearing yourself saying it over and over again, you're writing it down, or when you listen and you hear yourself make a mistake, you can go back and fix that mistake. So it's it, it's a really useful way for me to scaffold my understanding. Like recently I did the ordinal numbers um onamate randamate mm. and like editing that video and adding the captions and everything i was hearing it over and over again and then just a couple weeks ago i was talking to arjun's amuma and so amuma uh vaccination kitty so nyan showed the two oh onamate vaccino randamate vaccino arne oh onamate matramana pakshe randakaricha karanita randamate kitta so like i was able to use that mm. and i had myself you know like a few weeks back so it's it's really nice that um you know doing these things it's it's not just putting it out there it's it's for me as much as it is, is for the audience and that's why i say instagram is the curation of the best events so you know uh interview because you know it's like oh are you uh, <laughs> you know it's like oh she's she's not a woman she appears on social media so like but that's that's how it looks because i'm only posting i'm not going to give an english uh, a malayalam lesson in, in bad malayalam right so it's like people don't realize that of course i don't look like that every single day i don't talk like that every single day hanoil oh you customize even day like I have only <laughs> um, that was just two weeks ago so like I can only speak with Arjun and Malayalam here and you know when you're in a relationship with someone it's really difficult to teach them a language because you have to change your role suddenly it's like not a playful happy conversation it's giving corrections and changing this and asking difficult questions like uh or the example in the reels um and think ekurichane did you see that one where i'm asking about the different words for think so mm-hmm. you have like chindikuga you have alojikuga you have you know all these different things and yeah this was like a So it's like something we were talking about and I decided to make a reels about it so it's really mm-hmm. lighthearted but there have been literal fights or me crying because I don't know what's going on or why it's like when I first started learning about la and ra oh <laughs> like, yeah because he would say yeah there's two different laws there's palli and palli and I'm like I don't it's the same he goes it's not the same it's palli and palli and I'm like it's the same he's like it's not and I'm like I don't hear the difference you know so it was really it can be really stressful so You know, when people say, oh, her husband's Malayali, of course she knows Malayali. Just because you know a language doesn't mean that it's easy to teach it to someone else. So, yeah. Even now, he's like, you're at this point where I want you to ask, like, professionals uh, when you have Malayali doubts. So, like, I have a group of friends that are linguists and mm-hmm. all, and I'll just then I'll be like, what to do? So, yeah. Yeah, and you don't know. You really have to... 
അഡ്മയർ അർജുൻ എസ് വെൽ യുനോ ഫോർ ഓൾവേസ് ലൈക് ഇപ്പോൾ നിങ്ങളുടെ ട്രാവൽ വീഡിയോസ് കാണുവാണേലും യു ആർ ഓൾവേസ് ആസ്കിങ് ഹിം സ്റ്റാഫ് ആൻഡ് ദേ കുഡ് ബി എ ടൈം ലൈക് ഇൻ എനി റിലേഷൻഷിപ്പ് ലൈക് യു സെഡ് വെയർ യു ഗെറ്റ് അനോയിഡ് ലൈക് അവാർഡ് യുനോ വിറ്റ് ഇസ് ഹാവിങ് വി ട്രൈങ് ടു ഹാവ് എ ഗുഡ് ടൈം ഹിയർ ബട്ട് യുനോ വൺ പേഴ്സൺസ് റൈങ് ഷൂട്ട് എ വീഡിയോ ആൻഡ് പിന്നെ മലയാളത്തിൽ സംസാരിക്കാൻ നോക്കുന്നു ഐ മീൻ റിയലി പ്രോപ്സ് ടു ഹിം ഫോർ യുനോ ഓൾവേസ് ഐ മീൻ ദ സപ്പോർട്ട് ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് ഗിവിങ് യു ഓബിയസ്ലി ഇറ്റ്സ് ഇറ്റ്സ് സംതിങ് സോ ഡിഫിക്കൾട്ട് ആക്ച്വലി You know, I thought at first he wouldn't want to do the vlog, but mm. like, it's, he got really excited. He, he like, really likes it. And it, it's just nice because like, it's a lot of work to make a vlog. Those vlogs take about a week to produce because it's like, first you edit them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, uh, um, so I didn't uh, edit it. So Adobe Premiere, uh, transition zone, video clips, so technical aspect of it. And then uh, voiceover. So so yeah so my very first uh our very first travel vlog was Armenia mm-hmm. um and I was new to Adobe Premiere I was still really if you go listen to that vlog like it's so cringy to listen to it now my <laughs> Malayalam has improved a lot so like it I'm is, listening yeah. to like and you can hear that I'm reading from a piece of paper like it's that unnatural like my Malayalam <laughs> But it's great because, like, I go back and I'm like, wow, I've learned a lot of Malayalam. I feel really good. Um, so all of that. And it took me about a month. And then I had to add the subtitles. And subtitles are, as you know, very much yeah. pain. Stuff. So, yeah, for a 15-minute video, it takes, like, a whole day to subtitle it. And like I said, I don't make money off of this. So I don't have the, you know, capital to just outsource the work mm. to other people. do everything myself. And so... Um, so yeah, we did that, but then, you know, we had one for Rwanda and then we did one for Maharashtra. That was our last one. And hopefully soon we're going on holiday at the end of the month to central Vietnam. So I'll have my first Vietnamese travel vlog. Um, hopefully it doesn't take a month. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually, um, uh, 2019 ും Um, I didn't catch quite all of that. So what about Hanoi? No. So what I'm saying is that uh, what was the reason why you uh, decided to move to Vietnam? There's so many okay. other countries, right? So why why Vietnam? So, um, so Arjun, all right, Munba, Arjun is a business development manager. I don't know. Arjun, you know, I don't know what I'm saying, but I don't know what I'm saying. You know, like, 
you can do something better than this. Or a teacher album, a better album. You know, it's like better if he's a teacher. But she, Dubai, custom, you know, Indian passport holder, I don't know, or a teaching certificate, like it's very difficult to get started as a teacher in Dubai if you don't have any previous experience. And also, you know, in Dubai, the order tier system, you know, Westerners, best salary, custom, and then, So even if he got an offer from a school, it was so bad. It's like, it's not worth it. So management position uh, So, um, and UAE and the work culture is toxic. School is tension on stability in the school, in the school system. Um, uh, Patanja uh, campuses under so order masam notice that under uh, 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 IIT notice uh, matam chayinam so like they can transfer you with very little notice to a different school so you know after five years I was like would it change Verna so ende adyate joli kuriye yilayirana so kuriye yukore kutakaran mar ondayirana kutakaran gal ondayirana so or friend hanoyil so, Nyan friend village. Then I I was asking, you know, like how is it there? How is teaching there? He's like, oh, it's good. You know, it's it's not so bad. Like, you know, it's it's easy to work here. The jobs are really nice. The cost of living is low. You can relax here. So, then the Arjun Arjunam Nyanam decide. December 2019, we decided we were going to move to Vietnam. So in February, Arjun Vietnam letti, in the Corona. So in the plan, um, my school year finished in July 2020. So the idea was get a job. Arjun goes first, gets a job. I join him in July, and then we go on with our lives. Pakshe, anganiyala. So Arjun Hanoyil Etiapol, Corona lockdowns to Dangi, Pakshe Uru teaching certificate program, So he, and because Vietnam was so strict with lockdown and everything from the beginning, um, they were able to open back up quickly and have very low cases. Mm. So Arjun, uh, Arjun, the uh, teaching certificate program, Tirnapol, Pinne Joli Kitti, Elam Okeane, Pakshe. Vietnam totally closed. I don't know. Like there were no flights going in. So in a job offer kitty, we had to wait for the government to allow me to come into the country. Mm. Um, so I wasn't able to come here until September. And yeah, like Emirates flight deal completely empty. Like there was only like 20 people on the flight and I came here and they put me in a host, uh, in a ambulance mm-hmm. to take my hotel for quarantine and everything. Uh, so they, like it was almost eight months. Arjun and I were apart. So like <laughs> in the hotel, uh, Arjun, he was like waiting downstairs and he was having tea and looking at me. And <laughs> it was very nice. So yeah. So the the short version of that story is we wanted a change in our careers and we thought that this was the best place to do it. And then we were lucky that they just happened to be the one place where life is pretty normal in in this pandemic situation. So 
really grateful for that sandeshamai appo arjun english annano padipikina avada school la athe so ipo english teacher na pakshe um he hopefully can move into science or history you know ipo arjun de instagram geopolitics yeah, too so he's yeah kandal yeah he really into maps and history and politics every morning he's listening to you know caspian report caspian report and all these other different um so he's like really into and even before he was a teacher like he was always learning stuff so i was like you have to be a teacher like being in business you're wasting your brain like this so you know <laughs> um yeah he's an english teacher now and hopefully can move up to be a, a different subject teacher in the coming year or so so I'm really I'm really proud of him because it was just a crazy situation for everyone like I've spent my whole life just jumping to a country I don't know and where I don't know anybody like I'm used to it I've been doing that since I was 20 but Arjun you know he had more of the typical you know he he grew up with his parents and then when he went to university you know it was in India and then even when he did his masters it was his friends from his undergrad there and his masters as well and then he's always been places where he knew people and he was familiar so like He went by himself to Hanoi with one of my friends as a contact that he'd never even met and mm. he really he really adapted well and you know it was it was a really big thing and I was really 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 happy with that that it turned out well cuz we were worried for a bit we're like oh no what if this whole thing just doesn't work out you know with moving and but it did so yeah and yeah. any any you know you know another thing that uh, malayalis or indians rather uh, we try to take the safe path all the time uh, uh, so that you know you know that you're settled in life from uh, i took engineering because it's a safe path ivda you know it le ishtam pole joli unde evideyilokke or joli kittum but like you said that might not be something that's going to keep you happy and when you think of the fact that you have to do this job for 40 years or 35 years it's something that's really difficult so it's definitely something to admire when someone after he's already settled in his career at some point when he's in dubai right coronaalu joli cheyidu you're settled you're getting a good pay and then to you know jump and move out of all that is is definitely something that's commendable i mean we have to like obviously we have a lot of privilege to do that like he comes from you know a very well settled family and then i have a western passport i can go anywhere i want and it's easy for me to find a job so like i know not everybody can do this you know i know it's not possible yeah. for everyone to drop what they're doing and go um but i told arjun like you are privileged enough to do this and you have the opportunity you should take advantage of it so and that was the thing uh, arjun um ഹാപ്പിയാണ് <laughs> he's happier you know like in dubai oh my god this one job he had he was working six, this is very common he was working 6 days a week 12 hours a day really stressful conditions his boss was really um unfair very, even cruel sometimes to him and he would just come home so stressed and so you know and i'm like do you really want to like do this like you know and, and so now he's just like now that he started teaching he's like wow i actually enjoy showing up to office every day you know i, I get excited about doing this and that so it's 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 really good that 
who's able to make that switch and he's happy about it because it is a big risk like what if he decides to go into teaching and then he's like oh no i hate children like what are you gonna do <laughs> that happens i know people back <laughs> yeah you know uh um college but it's you know teaching but it's a license kit to open a uh adiyat te divasam school you ഫ്രീ I don't know if it's common okay maybe i'm wrong but uh, that too takes a lot of courage to do something like that to go and teach uh, you know in korea or i think you were in uh, japan also no i was working with a japanese family in the states but i i did work in south korea so um i was very much okay so when i was growing up you know i was always nalukutti analo you know like always <laughs> parents doing this doing that but say uh over time i started wanting to do my own thing but my parents are very strict and so then uh after i turned 18 like i moved out with my boyfriend at the time i like changed the program that i was majoring in i was going to be a pharmacist and i decided i don't want to do pharmacy so you know i even dropped out for a semester while i figured out what i was trying to do and i was working two jobs you know so like you know when i was in my 18 18 19 and 20 it was a very turbulent time for mm. me my parents <laughs> you know, and and then like yeah so um so yeah so basically uh I don't recommend this for everyone but I got married at 21 and my ex was in the military and got sent to Korea and I was like I'm not going to sit here in America while my ex is, while my ex is in Korea so I I joined like I I got a job at a school and I went and the marriage did it last but my love for teaching and traveling did so like it was just one of those things where you know i did it when i was really young i was 21 just to move and go and and teach and then i learned how to take care of myself i became i was very independent so like you know it, it now it it doesn't feel so difficult but i do know like it's not easy for some people and i know some people are very attached to their families or to their homes and that's totally fine and it's it's really hard for them they're like i can't imagine just leaving my family and going to work in china or going mm. to work in the um it isn't easy and and it's it's yeah it can be scary or like you know i'm used to traveling by myself but i know a lot of people don't like it either like you know i spent 8 weeks going across australia and new zealand with a backpack you know and you know some people are like i, I can't do that but yeah i'm the first in my family to go work and live outside the US. My dad doesn't enjoy being on long plane rides at all. You know, when my mom came to the wedding in India, you know, that that was her first time outside of the US. Like, <laughs> you know, like it was really oh, no, it wasn't the first time outside of the US. When she she visited me in Dubai, that was her first time, and then India was her her second time. But, you know, India and UAE are very different. UAE is kind of like especially dubai it's like very westernized it's very you know it's not too unfamiliar you know but like india was just this big culture shock for my mom bob you know typical madama le like oh nikka spicy foods yeah you know like yeah i remember we were at one restaurant in kochi 
and I, I was telling Cheta, Cheta, less spice, please. He's like, oh, fuck shit, Ch- the taste will change. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up taking her to like French toast. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, it's it's not easy for everyone. Um, so, but I'm just really glad that my life has gone the way. Yeah, and uh, since you spoke about the wedding, tradition uh, or a Hindu wedding, to be part of that, uh, how difficult was uh, that experience? Because last week, I spoke to uh, Samantha Kannan. So she was also telling me how stressful it can be. Uh, because you don't know the culture exactly. You don't know if you're going to offend someone. About what was your experience like? Uh, did Arjun brief you on uh, these are the things that you have to do? And yeah. So, question internet research, Chetu. Um, so, Arjun, their family, you know. So, we were looking at the kinds of weddings that are within his family, right? And so, uh, in their research, uh, Nyan, uh, um, uh, Nyan Vaitu, it was like, in this ceremony, most of it is just people arguing over which is the correct way to do the ceremony. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, this is what we're in for. So, like, Usually I'm very much a control person. Like I like planning my holidays. I like planning this, planning that. But like, as soon as I realized, you know, we're going to have this traditional wedding, I was like, Eliza, this is not about you. This is about Arjun's family showing that they are a good family. So I'm just going to (laughs) look and smile, (laughs) you know? So like that day, like, yeah, I just pretty much, like I knew the things that kind of would happen, but I was just like, you know, just look good and, and smile. And if I had any issues, I could tell Arjun and Arjun would handle it. But like for, for his family, it's just a one day event and it's just like an hour or so. We spent more time standing and, and going. So yeah. And at that time, my Malayalam wasn't as good. So like, I was kind of having like a blissful moment because people are all arguing in Malayalam. And I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, he's going to tie it now. Okay. Put the garland on. Okay. Walk three times around, you know, okay. Eat the banana. Like, you know, this kind of thing. So, it was fine. It was fine. Because like I had resigned myself before. I'm like, just enjoy your day. You know, so many people, unfortunately, they get wrapped up in their, and this is Western weddings also like, you know, there's so much tension and all this, all this. And then, you know, when the day is finished, they're like, I don't remember my wedding. Cause all I remember was all the stuff I was stressed about. You know, and so I think it's important that there are some things and, you know, communication is important beforehand. Like if, if there's things that you don't want to do or you do want to do, you know, that that needs to come up before. But on the wedding day itself, I'm just like, I'm here and I look beautiful and I'm just going to enjoy my day kind of a thing. When when I spoke to Samantha, she was saying that sari tarda povo the you know repeat your darne you know when when she started wearing a sari so uh, during the wedding was that the first time you actually wore a sari and did you have those fears of will it come off? I was more afraid of Arjun's munda because <laughs> <laughs> you know you always see those videos right so he has like the belt on and he has everything like tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was actually in Delhi so like I went to India for the first time one year before I met Arjun so I did the tourist triangle and so Dubai Linika Kore India Kar 
friends. I have a lot of Indian friends in the UAE. And because of that, they would connect me to their friends back in India. So like when I went to Delhi, Jaipur and Agra, you know, I had connections, I had people to stay with, you know, kind of a thing. And so one of my friends, Suhani, she took me to a, like an area where it was really good place to get saris. So Mm -hmm. I got like a little chiffon sari. And so she taught me how to tie it. And Chiffon's the easiest sari to tie. You like literally barely do anything and you can throw it across. It's these heavy silk ones and, and uh, cotton ones that you have to really crease and fold. Those are really challenging. So, um, and, you know, when I'm in Kerala, I'm always spoiled because um, my my in-laws will call a salon lady to the house mm. and she'll do everything, right? So, and it's just, but afterwards it's like, oh, there's so many safety pins. You're like, yeah. there's another <laughs> <laughs> so um so i i felt really secure in my sari because yeah they used a lot of pins um we were we hired um samson to do our makeup and, and dressing and everything and he's worked with a lot of people in the industry there in, in in kerala so like i i trusted him to do everything well and so i felt i felt fine so but i was like i said i just munda like we were just joking <laughs> Step on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the the wedding shoot also would have been uh if a photo you know at that particular day, you know, smiling would have hurt. It that's what happened with me. So <laughs> you know, how is that? Is it is it very different if um US you guys have a much uh, smaller wedding, right? If you know pair along you know the pair uh Korchalkar yeah. Yeah, it really depends because some people do have the big weddings, but typically, like we would say, two hundred people is a big wedding. Like, yeah. and, and we're like, India's like what? That's like <laughs> the family. <laughs> so, yeah. But actually, we had a smaller wedding um, by Indian standards. I think we had about two hundred people, um, mostly because it was mostly Arjun side of the family. You know, I had some friends fly in. I had my mom fly in, um, and all. So that was that was really nice. Um, but yeah. Um, what i liked well it's just funny because at the wedding itself so muna divasam mumba and it got uh and it got vaya vaya thayirana i got vaya vaya dirikirtha yeah so like uh or stomach uh stomach virus or something i don't know what happened like suddenly i had fever and was sweating and i was fe- and uh um uh vishpamari like i had no appetite so you know before the wedding like thankfully my mom was there and she's taking care of me and everything and then on the wedding day like i barely eat and we're getting dressed and everything and then during the wedding itself my appetite comes back like suddenly <laughs> like you know you know mona deva samai like kaikila pakshe ipo oh bhayangara vishana the wedding finishes and everyone's going out to eat but we have to stand there for all the photos right so so arjun's apachi is standing next to me and she's a really funny lady and she and i get along really well so we're standing there for the photos and i'm smiling and i'm like i'm, I'm like apachi and she's like i'm like in the complaint of vishaka and she's like telling her how hungry i am and then when we finally <laughs> there's a picture on my Instagram where I'm eating at my wedding because there's always that picture right where like and I have this look on my face and it's just like I'm trying to eat I haven't eaten for three days 
And then like before I eat, my mom even took like a, a napkin and she put it across my lap and she's like, this is a very expensive sorry. Your in-laws have paid so much for this. Don't <laughs> give <laughs> yeah man that's i mean it, it's definitely something that's uh you know it takes a lot of effort to uh you know learn another culture to come in and do stuff that you're doing and a lot of weddings that you know a lot of people even if just looking at your page you know the number of people who are uh, in relationships with you know people from different countries and you know people trying to learn the language and all of that so uh, i i want to ask you one last thing before i let you go uh, do you have plans to uh, you know make a course or something like that uh, i know you know what you're already doing in some sorts is like a course but a formal course for people who are you know actually looking to learn a language you know if that's a paid thing a lot of people do stuff on skillshare and you know stuff like that right so do you have plans of something like that so as of right now i don't um one of the things i've been trying to do is direct uh, my audience to people who already have established courses like te- people who are teaching through italki people who are already But um, even though there are other content creators, um, there aren't any formal courses as you would describe. So right now, like I said, I'm going to start working on my book. And um, maybe after that book is complete, we can look into doing a course from that. But this is another thing where I'm trying to navigate. Like, I don't feel great about charging money for things. Like, I'm, I'm definitely in the mind that education should be free and accessible, but also you know people who put in the work and effort to make books and materials like they should be compensated for their time so it's just one of those things where i'm grappling with that right now and trying to see what the best way forward is or the best way to to navigate it because again i'm not from you know kerala i'm not you know from the culture itself and there are people who are teaching malayalam in kerala that don't get attention simply because they don't look like me or they don't have the presence that i do so i'm trying to figure out you know the best way to provide that which is needed but like make sure that i'm not taking up space that someone else could probably benefit from more so it's it's just one of those yeah and uh, when you talk about the book uh, book endine kurichana so uh, in the book or uh, malayalam uh, conversation uh, for beginners anganeyane so like a lot of stuff that i've already talked about on my page just in a more easy to make format Um I was contacted by a publisher based in India and um like we've had talks and everything and like I said I just need to sit down and actually put the content together now and and do that and so ideally it would be print and would have like QR codes or something so that it would take you to a video so you can hear the pronunciation online and things like that so um there's just a lot of really good ideas but they've not been structured quite yet and yeah I really need to just get my shit together <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean this has been amazing uh, eliza thank you so much for taking your time and thank you so much for what you do uh, it's definitely fun and engaging and recently jan uh, one of your latest videos where you talk about the fun uh, you know noises or fun uh, what was the yeah. name of the yeah so <laughs> you know that was really amazing the way you enacted that uh, <laughs> great job on that yeah <laughs> yeah, I I find myself using them at work and people don't even know what I'm doing. It's so sad because like I get you know you get used to saying certain things and then so like at work something will happen I'll be like che and they'll be like <laughs> 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 did she just spit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much Eliza. This has been so much fun. Uh thanks for your time. Thank you.
and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks a lot. Thank you.